This show is a part of the podcast network of the Walled Garden Philosophical Society, an international community of philosophers and seekers dedicated to the pursuit of truth, wisdom, virtue, and the divine, wherever they may be found. To find out more, go to thewalledgarden.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Searching with Seneca. Now today, I promise we are going to be finishing this letter number 24 on despising death, which will mean that officially we only have 100 of his letters to go. And at this stage, we're almost up to, I think, 95 episodes around that number, uh, which means that we're probably going to be looking at about uh, four or 500 episodes total uh, to finish this series on uh, Seneca's writings. And so... uh, I'm looking forward to that, and I hope you are too. <laughs> There's going to be a lot a lot of listening to do. You probably just get through his letters quicker by reading. But nonetheless, I'm having so much fun uh, just diving into these letters and letting them seep into my mind and trying to get the spirit of what Seneca is saying throughout all of his letters, thinking about that, how they all connect together, thinking about the general narrative that he's telling through all of these letters. So, uh, anyway, we're going to dive into this one. We're reading from verse 22 onto the end of this letter, number 24. And here Seneca is giving his kind of quotes at the end of the letter that he often does from uh, from Epicurus. And Epicurus is giving us some thoughts on death as well. And, and what Seneca does here is, you know, he's been talking about, uh, you know, not being afraid of death, despising death, and realizing that death really isn't much to be afraid of at all in his, in his view, in his philosophical standpoint. Uh, but nonetheless, Seneca now is going to turn this around and say, but hold up. Don't start thinking that you actually want to seek death, that you want to actually move towards it at a quicker pace than you need to, because that would also not be wise. And so, in that way, this actually, this episode might answer a few questions that, uh, for example, one of my Patreon members has asked me recently, seeing as we're talking so much about death and Seneca. And they were wondering, you know, what would Seneca say, for example, about euthanasia, um, you know, assisted suicide? And so, perhaps we're going to get a, a bit of a better idea of, of what Seneca might think about things like this, especially seeing as the debate is, uh, of course, happening in our modern culture at the moment. So, I'm going to dive in. We'll read all of these verses. Uh, I might stop along the way to, to, to comment, uh, but anyway, we'll see what we can take away from it. So, Seneca says, quote, I see what you're looking for. You are asking what I have packed into my letter, what inspiring saying from some mastermind, what useful precept. So I shall send you something dealing with this very subject which has been under discussion. Epicurus upbraids those who crave as much as those who shrink from death. It is absurd, he says, to run towards death because you are tired of life, when it is your manner of life that has made you run towards death. And in another passage, he says, What is so absurd as to seek death when it is through fear of death that you have robbed your life of peace. And you may add a third statement, of the same stamp. Men are so thoughtless, nay, so mad, that some, through fear of death, force themselves to die. Whichever of these ideas you ponder, you will strengthen your mind for the endurance alike of death and of life. For we need to be warned and strengthened in both directions not to love or to hate life overmuch, even when reason advises us to make an end of it, 
the impulse is not to be adopted without reflection or at headlong speed. The grave and wise man should not beat a hasty retreat from life. He should make a becoming exit. And above all, he should avoid the weakness which has taken possession of so many, the lust for death. For just as there is an unreflecting tendency of the mind towards other things, so, my dear Lucilius, there is an unreflecting tendency towards death. This often seizes upon the noblest and most spirited men, as well as upon the craven and the abject. The former despise life, the latter find it irksome. Others also are moved by a satiety of doing and seeing the same things, and not so much by a hatred of life as because they are cloyed with it. We slip into this condition while philosophy itself pushes us on, and we say, how long must I endure the same things? Shall I continue to wake and sleep, be hungry and be cloyed, shiver and perspire? There is an end to nothing. All things are connected in a sort of circle. They flee and they are pursued. Night is close at the heels of day, day at the heels of night. Summer ends in autumn, winter rushes after autumn, and winter softens into spring. All nature in this way passes, only to return. I do nothing new, I see nothing new. Sooner or later one sickens of this also. There are many who think that living is not painful, but superfluous. Farewell. End quote. All right, there we go. So we actually made it through all of those verses. Uh, And so, you know, this is just some really interesting thoughts from Seneca. Uh, Obviously, finding those great passages from Epicurus and bringing in this argument, like I said at the start, that the the, the same folly that you would find in somebody who is is completely afraid of death and and has that fear that is uh, interfering uh, with their quality of life, you might say, or the peace that they experience in life, uh, the same folly also exists in pursuing death uh, and and, and getting tired of life and and just wanting to put an end to it, right? And of course, like we have to be uh, somewhat uh, careful here and uh, and also compassionate towards those who uh, do find themselves with suicidal thoughts or tendencies or, um, you know, have become tired of life, uh, have been overcome with the stresses and anxieties of life to the point where they uh, no longer wish to be here. Of course, we need to have uh, a certain amount of compassion, especially when we're having a conversation about such a heavy topic as this. But nonetheless, what I think is that Seneca is trying to get across here. He's trying to pull us back to the center and say, listen, death is not something either to pursue or to avoid, right? It's something that isn't indifferent. There may be a time like the Spartan slave that he talks about. You know, Seneca really is inspired by this Spartan slave um, who, you know, was taken as a slave. And then the first time he's ordered to do a task, he decides, you know what, I'm not going to be a slave. I will not do that. And at this point, he runs and cracks his head against uh, the wall and kills himself. Now to Seneca, that was a heroic death death, right? Because he chose that in that moment, you know, it would be appropriate for him to go out of life with a 
clean character, sticking to his values, his principles, and not to become a slave. You know, to the Stoics, freedom of the soul was such an important thing. Not to be a slave to anybody, but to have that true freedom, that control of yourself, that mastery of your mind. Uh, And so to Seneca, this was an appropriate way to go out of life. But nonetheless, Seneca would look at other people taking their own life and perhaps say, oh, maybe that wasn't appropriate, right? There was no courage in that. There was no wisdom in that. And so what I really think we see Seneca saying in this whole letter is when it comes to death, uh, to fear death is not going to be helpful for you. That's going to take away from your life and your your peace in, in your life. To seek death is also equally unhealthy. It's not going to be good for you experiencing and having peace in this life, right? And so, really, it's all about the moment of decision, whether, you know, when it comes to you taking your own life, Seneca would say, well, it all depends on the reason why you're taking your life. You know, otherwise, there's really no way that you can know whether it's good or bad. We have to know the reason. And so, now, if we take this over to something like the debate around euthanasia, You know, Seneca would probably say something like this. Well, listen, I don't have a problem with people having the freedom to be able to choose whether they want to leave life or not, right? But he would say, nonetheless, I cannot tell you whether I agree with euthanasia of a particular person unless I know why it is that they are choosing to leave life. And to show you why I think this is what Seneca is really trying to get across to us, I'll read you uh, what I think is the most important quote from these few verses. Uh, You know, he's just been reading all these great quotes from Epicurus. For example, it is absurd to run towards death because you are tired of life when it is your manner of life that has made you run towards death. And Epicurus also says, uh, what is so absurd as to seek death when it is through fear of death that you have robbed your life of peace? And then he also says, men are so thoughtless, nay, so mad, that some through fear of death force themselves to die. And so this is what I think is the most important sentence in these few verses. Seneca says, whichever of these ideas you ponder, you will strengthen your mind for the endurance alike of death and of life. For we need to be warned and strengthened in both directions, not to love or hate life overmuch. Even when reason advises us to make an end of it, the impulse is not to be adopted without reflection or at headlong speed. And so again, you can see that Seneca is giving us this middle way approach. You know, when it comes to life, we need to be strengthened and also warned. And the same thing uh, goes for death. You know, we need to be strengthened to be able to overcome our fear of death, right? But we also need to be warned that it's not just something that, uh, you know, we flippantly walk into uh, as if it's nothing. You know, no, everything requires deep reflection, deep attention to detail, uh, you know, attention to the reason why somebody might pursue death or avoid death. Uh, And so, you know, these are all things that Seneca is trying to get us to see. Uh, You know, careful reflection, careful attention. That is what's necessary uh, when it comes to these things. And, you know, Seneca might look at somebody who is grasping onto life, trying not to die. You know, maybe they're at the end of their life and they're just hanging on by a thread because they're so afraid of death and what that would mean. And he might look at somebody who is, you know, rushing towards death saying, you know, there's really no point to life and I I just want to leave. And he would probably say both of these people are equally 
troubled or equally distant from wisdom in these circumstances. And so I hope that you're getting a clearer idea of Seneca's uh, approach to death. And also, uh, you know, this is very much in line with the Stoic way of thinking about death as well. Uh, you know, it's it's it really death is an indifferent, right? What matters is the time, the place, the reason, right? Uh, that is really uh, what truly matters to the Stoics. Uh, you know, is is dying honorably, uh, and that comes in many shapes and sizes, many different forms, right? Uh, but nonetheless, that is the most important thing to Seneca and to the Stoics. Uh, and so, it's not about seeking, it's not about avoiding, it's just about, am I dying honorably? And so, for some of you, these thoughts might be uh, potentially very relevant at the moment. Uh, for some of you, not so much. But I want to remind you that you're never too old or too young, as the Stoics say, to pursue wisdom, to be thinking about these questions, to be thinking about your own mortality, and to be uh, reflecting on what it means to die, uh, and what it means to die honorably as well. Never too young or too old to be thinking about these things. And so, I hope that you've uh, got some interesting thoughts that have come from from this episode, uh, and I'm looking forward to talking to you next time.